And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. Casey Gisclair here. It is play by play. We are rocking and rolling. We are got a fun show coming your way today. We're going to recap all of the high school football action from the weekend. We're going to um, break down LSU's big victory over Ole Miss. Talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints. We've got our W's and L's to hand out. I know everybody's looking forward to that. And then uh, at 12.15, South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Kiley will be on the line. He'll be chatting with us about everything going on in Tarpon Land. And we we tend to steer off the reservation a little bit when we got Brian on. We'll talk about some college football and some pro and everything like that. Um, but, man, we've got a fun show coming your way. But first, before we dive into the meat and potatoes, let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge in Homa, Industrial Power Systems uh, for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. What about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Rouse's Markets feels like home. One more also, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, every Friday night, South Lafourche High School varsity football coverage pregame 6:30, kickoff 7 o'clock. South Lafourche will be taking on Ellender. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. Yes, sir. Oh, hand truck his phone back. Truck was in here working. Ken's show uh, a little bit uh, just a second ago. Um, so let's dive into the local scoreboard uh, for our results from Friday night and, and and even before and even beyond. We had Thibodeau get a 40-21 to 21 victory over Central Lafouche. It was a good showing for the Tigers. They took care of business, did what they needed to do against a Central Lafouche team that um, is still behind the eight ball. They're, they're still not where they want to be. They're still not where they're going to be with a young team. Thibodeau had to have it. Chris Dugas told us, if we get four wins, we think we can make the postseason. I don't know if that's true or false. They're getting a little closer. They're inching up near that top 28, but they absolutely had to beat Central Lafouche, and they did so really without much drama, right? The final score, you know, 19-point game, three touchdown win. It's easy to say, oh, that must have been a close competitive game. Nah, it was 40-7 to in the second quarter. Thibodeau locked them up pretty good. They're currently sitting number 33 in the power ratings. They're a couple of spots away from the top 28. They've got to beat Terrebonne on Friday. That'll earn them some points. 
then just hope that their schedule opponents do well and you know go take a swing at Destrehan in week 10 and see where, where the chips fall after that. But Thibodeau gets the win there in that one. East St. John, 35, Terrebonne, 12. That was a game that was actually played on Thursday. Um, the Wildcats get a couple touchdown victory over Terrebonne, setting the stage for big matchups for both teams involved in that one. East St. John's going to be facing Destrehan on Friday in a matchup of two teams that are both undefeated. Uh, it'll be a big seeding game for both of those teams. East St. John's currently number six. Destrehan's currently number seven. The winner of that game is going to catapult a little bit. The winner of that game is going to move up probably quite a few spots. Um, they have an opportunity to maybe even get into the top three in Division One. The loser of that game will slide just a hair. Uh, but on the flip side of that, we said it was a big matchup for Terrebonne, too, because now they're going to be facing Thibodeau in a game that they have to win. Uh, Terrebonne loses to Thibodeau on Friday. They're pretty much done. So that Terrebonne versus Thibodeau game on Friday is like a playoff game. The winner of that one will move on and continue their postseason hopes the loser that one. Yeah, they're probably not going to get in. Hanville 51, HL Bourgeois 7. The Hanville Tigers roll past HL Bourgeois. The game that I actually was at on Friday night was Vanderbilt getting a 64-38 win over Ellender. A little bit of a surprise, right? Like, we're not surprised that Vanderbilt beat Ellender. Of course not. But after watching Ellender beat Assumption, after watching Ellender beat South Terrebonne, after watching Ellender have so much of the success that they've had so far this season, it was surprising to see Vanderbilt just blitz past him, 64-38. Jalen Coleman, the explosive Vanderbilt running back, rushed for more than 300 yards, rushed for five touchdowns, threw for a touchdown. Coleman at times this year had been a little bit quiet, like a little bit more uh, in check than what maybe Vanderbilt thought he might be in some games. But boy, he wasn't in check on Friday. He had a huge game, showed every bit the reason why he's a guy that's gotten some Power 5, some SEC offers, a guy that's going to be playing on Saturdays. But oh yeah, a guy who's also only a sophomore and still just getting into the beginning of his high school career. So the Terriers get a 64-38 to win over Ellender. Um, Vanderbilt kind of put themselves in a good position in Division II select. For Ellender in Division II non-select, it's going to be a chore, man. It's going to be a chore. Ellender's currently sitting at number 31. They've got to figure some things out because they've got to get to number 28. It's going to be difficult to do so given the schedule that's ahead. The Terriers, or excuse me, the, the Patriots still have to face uh, South Lafouche and Lutcher. So it's going to be tough to climb, um, but Ellender's got to get some wins coming home. And for Vanderbilt, they've got assumption in South Lafouche as they're trying to hang on to their seating out there on that side of things. Uh, we also, in the local scoreboard, on Thursday night we had St. Louis getting a 38-6 win over South Lafouche. We broke that one down on Friday's show, so we'll not dive too deeply into that matchup. South Terrebonne does what they were supposed to do they go on the road. They beat Morgan City 49-7, to get another victory for Coach Aaron Babin and his crew. E.D. White gets a 45-21 to win over Berwick, a game that they were in complete control of from start to finish. Another one of those games like Thibodeau and Central where E.D. White balloons out that big advantage early, and then, you know, Berwick kind of gnaws at it a little bit in the late stages. E.D. White's in a good spot, man. E.D. White's going to be in a tough bracket. Division II select is not going to be easy. But E.D. White's currently sitting at number four. They've got a matchup with St. James right around the corner that could potentially net them some points. 
Hell, EDY's got a big matchup coming up on Friday where they're going to be taking on Sam Houston on the road. That's a 5A school. Chance to really rack up some more points there as well. So EDY can maybe improve their positioning a little bit, um, but they're in a good spot. You're in the top four right now in, in Division Two. Got an opportunity to play you know, a handful of games there at home and then go take your stab at some of the best teams in the bracket. We'll see how the Terriers or the Cardinals, not the Terriers, goodness, don't want to make that mistake, how the Cardinals could, could uh, you know, what how they're going to play the hand that they've been dealt, certainly, as E.D. White is going to be one of the better teams in that playoff bracket with a chance to make it all the way and a chance to make that push towards the state championship, which they were just a hair short of last year. Lutcher defeats Assumption 21-13. to in a game that was very close, very close. Lutcher gets the win. They stay undefeated in district play. They stay in line to win the district championship. But Assumption challenged them like hell, man. It was a very competitive game, and the Bulldogs pushed past the Mustangs. Ascension Catholic gets a 60-7 to win over CCA. So good on Ascension Catholic making that happen and getting a victory. And then we also had Homa Christian get a win over, um, let's see, trying to tell you the name of the school. They got a decisive win on Saturday. Homa Christian defeat Jefferson Rise Charter 41-6. to So Coach Butch and his crew are now 3-4 and four on the year. And for Homa Christian, man, they're going to really be lamenting that loss against South Plaquemine a couple weeks ago where they lost 37-35 in a game that's going to end up being the district championship game in that district because it's a district that uh, is not very good, quite frankly, uh, it's a it's a district with a lot of teams that are rebuilding and trying to piece things together. The winner of that one was highly likely to win the championship, and it was South Plaque who squeaked one out. So now Homa Christian's got a little bit of work to do if they want to punch a ticket into the postseason. They are currently sitting outside of the top 24, sitting at number 27. So they can maybe get in, but they're going to have to do some legwork in the final weeks of the season to make that a reality. Um. Before we catch our first break of the show, I want to remind you guys, we've got the Golden Meadow and LCO football game, which will be coming tomorrow night. We'll be broadcasting that one live here on KLEB. Coach Brian Colley and I will be on the call. We've got Bulldogs. We've got Lions. Uh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to try to have Coach Pokey on tomorrow. We'll try to get Coach Curall as well on tomorrow to break down that rivalry matchup. Also in local middle school action, you got East Thibodeau and West Thibodeau, which will be a lot of fun. And, uh, man, I can't believe the middle school football season is wrapping up. We've certainly made a big point of emphasis to cover those matchups. We've made a big point of emphasis to try to um, give more exposure to those kids, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. I think we've made a little bit of a dent in that market, which no one else is doing anything in that market. So I'm proud of our team and proud of those kids for doing a great job. Let's catch a break when we get back. I've got to tell you about LSU, man. I'm so excited the Tigers played well against Ole Miss and Death Valley, setting the stage for a big matchup two weeks from now against Alabama. It's play-by-play on KOLB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Here's Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. Ephesians 1, 4, and 5 says this in the New Living Translation. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. See that verse? Before God created the universe, he had already chosen us in mind. He wanted you, so he created the universe so you could exist. And he chose us to 
be in Christ, to be holy and without fault in his eyes. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. Why do we worship God? Because we love him. And why do we love God? Because he loves us. We were created to have a love relationship with God. Hear more from Rick Warren at PastorRick.com. So full disclosure, I was a little flustered in the first segment of the show, kind of got into the studio late, we had some guests here, was a little unorganized, didn't have my laptop out, all that good stuff. And I missed what I wanted to talk about in my intro, <laughs> which is just how amazing this sports weekend was. Just how amazing it is that the New Orleans Pelicans are off to a great start to the season, albeit they lost yesterday, but still they're exciting a lot of people. How amazing it is that even though the Saints are 2-5, and five, they're just one game out of first place. And how amazing it is, the fact that the LSU football team has a chance to win the SEC championship. LSU beat up on Ole Miss on Saturday, 45-20 in Death Valley. They're now 6-2, and 4-1 and one in SEC play. If LSU beats Alabama two Saturdays from now, which I know that's a big gift, you're going to be a big underdog, but if they do that, they're going to win the SEC West. The work that Brian Kelly and his staff have done with that LSU team this fall is remarkable. Look, just visualize this for a second. When Coach Kelly took over that program, there were 37 scholarship players on the roster. You're allowed 85. He didn't even have half of his scholarship allotment. The starting quarterback was not yet on campus. Your entire starting secondary was not yet on campus. You're starting a walk-on at running back. Your prize wide receiver, Kayshawn Booty, was contemplating going to Alabama. You were losing Elias Ricks to Alabama. You were losing different guys to all sorts of different places around the country. If LSU would have gone 5-7 and seven this year and would have been terrible, everyone would have, that was a realist at least, would have kind of looked at that and would have understood why. And that's part why in the opener, LSU didn't look very good and didn't play very well. They struggled through that game, didn't really have an identity, and got stronger as the year went on, or as the game went on rather, but just... Didn't look right. Like, they didn't look like an LSU team, right? Now they're starting, as we get to the final stretch run of the season, to inspire hope. And I'll break down the match. We'll put Ole Miss in just a second. But what I want to get to you all right now is my biggest takeaway before I break down the meat and potatoes of the game is that I hope everybody around the country is having their fun now beating up on LSU at times like Tennessee and you know Auburn it was a struggle and I hope everybody's having their fun right now 
because this team's not going to lose very much from here on in. You've got four more opportunities this year. Alabama, Arkansas, UAB, A&M. They'll beat UAB, but the other three games are toss-ups at best. The Alabama game's probably a stab in the dark. Arkansas and A&M are toss-ups. The bowl game, who knows where they'll go. That's a toss-up. After that, beyond that, good luck. Good luck. Because you're seeing an LSU team that now has a clear, defined identity. They are going to be better conditioned than you. In the second half, LSU has mall-dragged teams. They dominated Mississippi State in the second half of that game, erased a 13-0 deficit, and dominated that game. They dominated Ole Miss in the second half on Saturday, outscoring the Rebels 28 to nothing. And there are a lot of naysayers who are saying, oh, man, I'm not all the way sold. Oh, I don't think this team's all that good. Oh, I don't think Ole Miss is this. I don't think Mississippi State is that. At some point now, we're into November. And the teams that you played and beaten just are what they are. You're 4-1 and one in SEC play. You're just good. You're just good. Watching the game on Saturday, it is night and day different. The player that Jaden Daniels is now compared to the player that he was a month ago. This is a guy who, if he returns to campus, which I would expect that he would, because it's a great quarterback class, and I don't think he would be near the top of that. This is a guy who could legitimately win the Heisman Trophy next year. On the season, he's completing 70% of his passes. 12 touchdowns, one interception. He's rushed for 524 yards and nine touchdowns. 21 touchdowns and one interception in the SEC with just kind of a piece together offseason. First year in the system. Was competing for the starting job. Didn't even know that the team would be his. In the last two games, Daniels has completed 35 of 45 passes. Or excuse me, that's the first two games. My bad. The last two games, 44 of 60 with five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and six touchdowns rushing with 165 yards rushing in those two games. The guy's playing incredible. We're seeing an LSU team that's developing the identity of their coach. When Brian Kelly took this job, he said, we've got to change some stuff up. I don't like a whole lot about what we're doing here. And we've talked about this weeks ago. That made a lot of people nervous. That made a lot of people nervous. A lot of people were clutching their pearls. Tommy Moffitt, you've got to go. Oh, I'm grabbing my pearls. We won championships with that guy. Okay. Well, now you're seeing it. You got an upgrade. Because your team is bigger, faster, and stronger in the fourth quarter every single game. That was a great move. Corey Raymond, adios. Oh, man, I don't like that. DBU, the guy's a great recruiter, blah, 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 blah. The LSU secondary is entirely new. And they're playing some pretty damn good football. Across the way in Gainesville, Corey Raymond's secondary is a train wreck, one of the worst in the SEC. A lot of the 50-50 moves that Brian Kelly made that people were questioning, they're all coming back blackjack. They're all hitting every single last one of them, including the decision to not just roll out Miles Brennan, to not just play Nussmeyer, to go get a quarterback from outside of the organization, 
And now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the entire SEC. The LSU football team didn't just beat Ole Miss, who's now 7-1, and one, and, and I get it. They haven't played the meat of their schedule. But they beat up Ole Miss, and there's a difference. You can win a football game against somebody if there's some fluke plays here or there, whatever it may be. LSU beat up Ole Miss. 48 carries on the ground, 252 yards, 5.3 a carry. They were in Jackson Dart's face the entire game outside of the first two drives. They were in his face the entire game, hitting him, making him rush his throws, forced an interception, causing chaos. After the first six or seven minutes of that game, LSU got a few things figured out. They trusted what they've been coached to do. And then they just said, you know what? We're the far superior team on the field and we're going to beat your ass until it's 6 o'clock and they tell us to go home. And that's exactly what they did. In the fourth quarter, LSU was getting stops, was scoring at will, was running at will. Ole Miss could have had another four quarters and it would have gotten worse before it would have ever gotten better. It was a very impressive showing from a young, hungry, energetic, vibrant LSU team. And I'm telling you this, I've been an LSU fan at the the heyday of the program, which is right now. This is the golden era of LSU football. This is a program that had won one national championship in the 50s, but in the last 20 years has won three in 03, 07, and in, in, in 19. So this is the golden era of football. This is as much fun as I've had following and being part of a, being fanhood of a team as any other year that I could think of. Because the success and the growth that we're seeing as fans and the fun that the team appears to be having on the field, the vibe and the spirit, the energy is completely different. Completely different. There are a lot of folks who are, oh, Brian Kelly can't win the big one. Brian Kelly can't do this. Brian Kelly can't do that. On Saturday, Brian Kelly beat the number seven team in the country, a team that was previously undefeated by 25 points. Brian Kelly could have won national championships at Notre Dame if he had LSU talent. Now he's got a little bit of LSU talent, not as much as what LSU had had in the past, but when he starts growing that with the recruiting and with the transfer portal and gets everybody bought in and pulled in the same direction, (laughs) good luck. Y'all better enjoy the next month because that's going to be the last time that LSU is going to be vulnerable for a long, long time. The attitude, the culture, the vibe is all different. We're not seeing guys anymore that when LSU's losing by 20 points, having a parade after getting a tackle for a loss. We're not seeing guys stiff up their chest and you know beating on their drum and saying, me, 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 look at what I did, look at what I did. It's a more team-oriented situation. The guys are playing together. The guys are playing harder. The guys are competing, and the guys are rallying around their coach, and more important than that, rallying around their program. It's a bye week coming up. Get ready for Alabama. Do I think LSU could beat Alabama? Eh, I would lean towards Alabama, right? They're the favorites in that one. But at home, with a great coach, who's going to likely have a really good game plan, a little extra time, you never know. You never know. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, after the Florida State game, that we'd be sitting here and preparing for a November 5th matchup, and that if LSU won the game, they'd win the SEC West, I would have laughed. I would have laughed so hard my ribs would have been broken. But yet here we are, 
because of an amazing coaching job by a guy who is the right fit for the LSU job and a guy who's going to be here a long time is going to win a ton of games. A ton of games that man's going to win at LSU. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to break down some action in the NFL. We already broke down the Saints, but we'll talk about some other things in the NFL. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature, but there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature and why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 Dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Wrestling has more than one 
royal family. New Orleans Saints did not play yesterday, but they got a lot of good news around the rest of the league because their division is well within grasp. They're two and four or two and five. The leader in that division is three and four. <laughs> They've still got an opportunity to perhaps chase it down. Now I've seen a lot of conversation on Twitter. A lot of folks who, oh man, they should trade and try to buy. And I'm not one of those because look. What's the point of being 8-9 and nine and making the playoffs and losing in the first round and then salvaging your future for that? I'm not one of those. But I do think it's kind of neat and kind of fun that at least there'll be some impactful football despite the team not being very good on the field. Um, so we'll check in on that. But the first thing that stood out to me as I'm watching the NFL yesterday, <sighs> Tom Brady's done. Done. Like capital D the there's you know burnt residue like on the chicken wing you know how you get when you're eating sunflower seeds you get a burnt one and you put it in your mouth and like it tastes terrible and you kind of wince and you, you you spit it out watching tampa bay feels like that right now they're done they're three and four on the year they didn't just get beat by Carolina yesterday, who, by the way, is one of the worst teams in the NFL. They got blasted by Carolina yesterday, 21-3. to Not all that competitive for a lot of the game. Tampa Bay couldn't really move the ball much. Brady only 5.8 yards per attempt. That's not very good. P.J. Walker on the other end, a guy who played in the damn XFL, had 8 yards per attempt. Tampa couldn't run the ball. 16 carries for 46 yards. That's not any good. Couldn't connect with a lot of the receivers. His connection with Mike Evans was okay, but they missed a few. Godwin, seven catches, 43 yards. That's terrible. Don't know what's going on there. But boy, something ain't right. That offense just is not right. They're not explosive. They're getting little dink and dunk plays down the field. But they're also not great in the red zone, nor when it's scoring time. So Tampa Bay's three and four. And I don't know if they're going to get fixed, right? Because I was the guy who said after they lost to Kansas City and dropped to two and two, I was the guy who said, okay, they've got Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Carolina, their next three. Like they'll win all of those. Then they'll be five and two, and they'll they'll have complete control of the division. Boy, that's not what happened, has it? They did beat Atlanta, but then they lose to Pittsburgh and Carolina both, and they're sitting at 3-4, and four, and they've got some treacherous games coming up. Baltimore on Sunday. The Rams, the Seahawks. Look, don't laugh. The Seahawks now, that's it's going to be a tough game. Seattle's playing well. You're at Cleveland, the Saints again, 49ers, Bengals, Cardinals, Panthers. Like When you're losing to Carolina... Every game's going to be a tough game is the point that I'm trying to make here. There's no, like, gimme wins anymore for Tampa whenever you're struggling through that one. I just don't know that Brady has any desire left in him. He's been through a lot. And it's not. this is not me saying, oh, woe is me, poor Tom Brady, because he's, he's the reason why he's been through a lot. We know about the marital issues. We know about the stuff at home and all the, the rumors and 
how the family wants him to go home, but he just doesn't, and he wants to play, and we know about all that. But he looks miserable. He looks miserable on the football field. He doesn't look like he's having fun at all. And it's weighing on him. It's weighing on the team. They fall badly against Carolina, 21-3. to Not a good setup. And now they've got a Thursday night matchup. Actually, I said Sunday. It's actually a Thursday night matchup against the Ravens. They better get right quick. Another thing worth noting from yesterday's action. Uh, it's almost the same situation in Green Bay. The Packers fell to Washington 23-21 to yesterday. And y'all, same as I said with Brady, but to a lesser extent, but Rodgers has actually kind of played pretty good. Just the team has not played well around him. Green Bay doesn't look like a very good football team. They're three and four as well. They've lost three in a row. They've lost to the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. I don't care about the records of all those teams. I can make an argument that none of those th- none of those teams are very good. I know you're going to yell and scream, all oh, the Giants are six and one, whatever, whatever their record is. I I don't care. I saw the Giants play Monday Night Football against the Cowboys. The Giants are not very good. The Jets, oh, the Jets got a great record. Blah 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 blah. Uh, the Jets are not very good either. Both of those teams are going to be limited by poor quarterback play. Zach Wilson yesterday had 121 yards, and they won. 121 yards, and they won the damn game. Okay, yeah, yeah. Keep going with your Jets. That that that'll that's not going to crumble. That's not going to end poorly for you. Okay. Um, but no, that's that like Green Bay's just not playing well. Look, and I can make the argument right that they shouldn't be good. That they shouldn't be one of the top teams. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, what does that team have that you need to be fearful of? Aaron Jones is okay, but on the edges, you got Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, Sammy Watkins. Like, why would you fear any of those guys? Defensively, they're okay, but they're not great. Aaron Rodgers is a great deodorant. He covers up a lot of nasty stuff. But as he gets older, you know, he can't do as much of that stuff. And it's weighing on Green Bay. They're three and four. I don't know that they're going to be a playoff team. I lean towards thinking they'll turn it on more than Tampa will. But I don't know. It becomes a legitimate question when now it's almost two months in and they can't do anything. They can't do anything. Then now let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Detroit Lions 24-6 to yesterday. Dak Prescott's back in the lineup. He was... <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm a little... He was not good for most of the game. You know, it's a 10-6 to game late in the fourth quarter. They're kind of limping around. I'll say this. Dak looked better at the end of the game than the beginning of the game. Maybe there was some rust there, whatever it may be. Um... I'm still not liking what I'm getting compared to the pay scale, though. Against the number 32 defense in the NFL, I want more than 10 points in the first 56 minutes of the game. Against the number 32 defense in the NFL, I want more than 207 yards passing. Against the number 32 defense in the NFL, I want that game to be out of reach far earlier than it was. I want to score in the red zone. I don't want to turn it over in the red zone. And all the different little mistakes, little paper cut issues that Dallas had in the game just are expecting a little more. Maybe it was rust. 
Maybe it was, you know, timing issues, and maybe he will play better against Chicago. The Cowboys won yesterday, but left a lot, at least for me, to be desired. Some other NFL games that I thought were interesting. You got the Kansas City Chiefs, who are just blowing the brakes off of people right now, man. They beat San Francisco 44-23. to I warned everybody, right? And it wasn't on this show, so I'm not going to, you know, take credit for it here on play-by-play. But for those of you who listened to the Sports Corner on Saturdays, I said before the season started, y'all, we're talking about the Bengals, we're talking about the Bills, we're talking about all this Brady drama, we're talking about Justin Herbert, can he make the next leap, we're talking about Russell Wilson in Denver, talking about all the wrong stuff. The team that's going to be fired up the most is going to be Kansas City because Kansas City felt like they were the best team in the AFC, kind of didn't play their best in the second half, kind of had a bad half, and the Bengals took advantage of it. And the Chiefs, though they were forgotten about for a lot of the offseason, they're loaded to the gills, bro. There's no more Tyreek Hill there. And look, it, it it's difficult for me to, with a straight face, stand up here and say that they're better without Tyreek Hill. But I almost think that they're better without Tyreek Hill. Because when he was there, it was such a big part of the game plan to try to push the ball 40, 50, 60 yards down the field and try to hit a big fly to Tyreek Hill. And it's hard to connect on those, right? That's a low percentage play. And the longer that the ball's in the air, the less control you have over the ball, which means that like you're going to get intercepted doing that stuff too. The Chiefs were like a bakery last year. They turned the ball over more than anybody else. Now they're playing more under control. Instead of trying to get 30, 35, 40-yard chunks, they're just saying, hey, we'll just get 10, 15 yards. We'll throw it to Kelsey. That's fine. Juju Smith-Schuster, we'll hit him. Valdez Scantling, we'll hit him. We'll, we'll drop it to McKinnon out of the backfield. We'll get McCole Hartman involved. We'll, we'll drop it off to, to Noah Gray here or there. We'll, we'll pop a pass to Edward C. Lair every once in a while. We'll get it to Isaiah Pancheco. They're spreading the ball out more effectively, and they're hard to guard. San Francisco's got a great defense, and they didn't have a chance yesterday. The Chiefs hang four, uh, 44 points on them. Mahomes goes for 423 in the air. They also got 112 on the ground. That was a dominant performance. I don't think there's any question that the Bills and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the league. And I was talking about this with uh, a friend of mine, Richard. Uh, I think the Super Bowl is going to be an ass-beating. I think the AFC champion is going to beat up on the NFC champion badly, no matter who it is. Philly, Philly can't play with those teams. Green Bay, Tampa, like that's, no. Dallas, no. The Giants, and all, the Rams, none of those teams could play with those big AFC teams. I think the Super Bowl is going to be a butt whooping unless if something drastically changes. Let's catch a break when we get back. Coach Brian Colley, South Lafouche High School, will be joining us. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. 
So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, We're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Welcome back to Play by Play. It's Monday. It's 12-15. That means it's time to go to South Lafouche High School. We have their athletic director, Coach Brian Colley, on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How's it going? Good afternoon. Doing well. Yes, sir. We are doing well also. Happy to hear that. Um, Tarpons were in action on Thursday, taking on St. Louis. It was a very competitive game for about two and a half quarters, and it kind of snowballed. The Saints get a victory over the Tarpons. Um, but look, BJ Young said it on Saturday and I kind of agree with what he was saying is look, man, effort wise is pretty good. And, you know, sometimes, you know, things just don't go your way, but it's hard to, uh, be too upset when you consider how hard the kids, kids played against a very quality opponent. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. The kids played hard, but uh, they should play hard, and they should play hard every game. And we're going to see uh, this coming Friday if they continue playing hard, or you know, hopefully it just wasn't a, a one game deal. Uh, they got to come out and play hard again on Friday, but. Uh, they played their hearts out last Thursday night uh, after that long trip. I think they handled the trip extremely well and uh, just proud of the effort they gave. But, it's, uh, you know, one call kind of turned that game around a little bit. And after that uh, that fumble that we recovered, should have been a touchdown for us, and they didn't give it to us. Uh, they got the touchback. Uh, after that, it just kind of took the win out of us, and uh, it was an uphill battle from there. I asked BJ about this Saturday, and look, I, I took the onus off of him. I said, look, dude, you don't have to say that the officiating was bad. I'll say it for you. But And then I asked him the question of how you keep the guys under control, and then he went on and was like, nope, that was that was about as bad as I've seen. Uh, so the, I'll ask you the same question. When you're coaching and things aren't going your way and some of those 50-50 calls are not going your way and the crowd behind you is making a bunch of noise and like they're young kids, and especially this football team, this is an even younger team than normal most years. How do you get them all pulling in the right direction whenever there's a fire burning behind them? Yeah, it's tough, and you just gotta get instilled in them on to the next play. Don't worry about this. Just you know, this last play, you have to be strong enough, disciplined enough to move on to the next play and forget about that that one play. But uh, look, it was tough because you know our crowd was on the officials, and I think their crowd was on the officials because it was a. Uh, Look, we can be honest, it was a poorly officiated game on both sides, not just one way. I don't think the officials decided the outcome of that game, but uh, it, it was bad both ways. I mean, when you're getting some ineligible receivers uh, alignment downfield on screen calls, and it was consistent, it was like at least three or four, maybe even five times it was called during the game, uh, that was pretty bad. No doubt. Now you got to put the pieces back together and you got to take on Ellender, who's kind of a hard team to figure out. You know, we watched him play against Assumption, was very impressed. I was not at the South Terrebonne game, but if you beat them decisively, that's pretty impressive. Then on Friday, like Vanderbilt did whatever they wanted to do. They were running, they were throwing, they had guys all over the field that were running open. Emotions maybe got the better of Ellender at times. There was kind of a fight. One guy would be suspended. It's going to be curious to see which Ellender team we get. And I know it's going to be a big challenge for the Tarpons to try to corral those athletes, but it should be a fun opportunity on Friday night. Well, uh, Ellender should come in here Friday night uh, ready to play because uh, I think their playoffs uh, <laughs> hopes are on the line these yep. next two weeks. They have to win. And, uh, you know, the next week game, what is it, Lutcher they're playing? Yep. You can maybe get by with a loss to Lutcher and get still, you know, a little bit points. Uh, this game here is a must win for Ellender. Patriots. If they, uh, they don't take care of business here, they can be looking outside in on the playoffs. But Ellen's, uh, they're a different animal. You know, coming in, they're hard to defend. They have athletes and they have speed. And uh, that speed hurts teams at times. You know, I've been watching a good bit of film on them the last two days and they like to take the top off of the ball. Uh, they, they throw it deep a lot. And a lot of times they're just throwing the ball and their receivers just outrun the defenders to the ball. And uh, the quarterback does a great job of his ball placement on those passes. So it's going to be a, a tough task for the Tarpons. And you have to also stop the run because Ellender, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you know, they can throw the ball to get the athletes in space. They also like to pound the ball right up the middle. And I, 
I'll be curious to see if they're going to come in Friday and with that game, still with the same game plan of trying to pound the ball first before they can set up the pass. Do you guys talk about that in like the coach's office or in the locker room whenever you're coaching a team? Like, do you let them know, like, hey, uh, you beat them, you're knocking them out? Like, would you think that, like, if you were running the Tarpon football program, would that be a source of motivation this Friday? Because look, Tarpons are likely not going to make the playoffs. A lot would have to happen, even if they win the last two games. But you're in a situation in both of the next two games where you could potentially knock an opponent out. Would that be a talking point at all? You know, personally, I kind of hate uh, saying that because when you when you focused on that, it means you're out of the playoffs. And uh, but it is what it is. If you, you know, you pretty much sure you're going to be out of the playoffs, and you can kind of motivate your guys to look. We can come in. And, and knock this team off, we can possibly knock them out the playoffs. And uh, again, like, like we talked about on Thursday night, I think the Tarpons should be playing these last two games for our seniors. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can come out and have a good show. And- Let's talk some college football. LSU gets a decisive win over Ole Miss, quite frankly, because I didn't know that they had that gear in them, man. They played beautifully in the second half and put it on them. They got a three touchdown victory over the Rebels. Uh, man, look, you've told me throughout the course of the year, like, I'm not sure about LSU. You know, I'm, I'm kind of questionable. I'm kind of iffy. Are you starting to get a little bit of a better idea, man? Because I think they're starting to play much, much better. Yeah, you know, they are. But uh, my uh, crazy take on this thing is, you know, uh, the week up into the game, everyone's saying, you know, Brian Kelly can get him, uh, you know, beat Ole Miss a signature win. Mm-hmm. But then they still keep saying, well, Ole Miss is overrated. They didn't play anyone. You know, they shouldn't be number seven or whatever. So I'm kind of, how can they get this signature win, you know, if it's, they, they're saying it's not a good team that Ole Miss is overrated. <laughs> but, but, with that being said, I think uh, Brian Kelly has the team believing in what he wants to get accomplished. And I, I think they're starting to put everything together uh, week by week, it, it looks like it's getting better and better. Uh, Daniels at quarterback the first couple of games, uh, he was missing receivers often. And now you don't see that as much. They don't turn the ball over. They get turnovers. So uh, it's uh, every week is getting better and better for the Tigers. I'm an LSU fan. You're an Alabama fan. I don't think LSU is going to beat Alabama, even though the game's in Tiger Stadium. I'd favor Alabama by a couple of scores at least. Are you starting to get a little bit concerned about how that one may go two Saturdays from now? Well, if Alabama doesn't tackle better, yes. And um, they still, you know, they had a decent game this last Saturday, but it's still something's missing from them, it seems like. It's not uh, the same old Alabama teams that you'd see a couple years ago. Uh, it seems like something's missing, but... Look, Alabama definitely cannot overlook this team because if they do, they're going to be uh, they can have another loss. The New Orleans Saints played Thursday, and we haven't had a chance to speak about that on the air, though I feel like I've done a whole Saints show with you on the ride home from Lake Charles. We were talking nothing about the Saints. New Orleans got some bad news Thursday, right? They lost. It was no fun. They didn't play well. They turned it over a ton. They got a bunch of good news yesterday because the rest of their division sucks. They're three and fours in the lead right now. Tampa's not very good. Atlanta fell. Uh, Carolina gets the win over Tampa. So what do you make of this? Okay, because I talked about this earlier in the show. I see a lot of fans who are saying, man, like, go fix some stuff that's broken. Like, go get you a cornerback in a trade. Go get you maybe an offensive lineman or whatever. 
I'm not one of those. I think that it's cool that you're in contention, but coach, I'm not giving up draft picks and stuff to go and be eight and nine and still lose in the first round. I don't think that the Saints are close, and I think that they should be honest with themselves about that. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And uh, when you look back, there's always one or two things that just went horrible for the Saints and end up losing the game. This last game, I mean, the, the two pick six, if you take that away, you know, it's probably a different game. But uh, the game before, penalties, 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 and turnovers and stuff. So, uh I, it just may sound crazy. I, I just, in this division, I don't think the Saints are too far away. I think, uh, correct a couple of things. I still think they have uh, enough talent to win in this division, especially, you know, how the other teams are playing. So it's not uh, it's not the end for the Saints yet at 2-5. and five. Definitely. Now, I mean, everyone knows you don't win your division. You can you're not in. There's, there's no chance in the world wild cards coming from this division. But uh, I'm, I'm still not giving up on them yet for the simple fact that, that the division they're in is it, pretty bad. If they'd be in any other division or Tampa Bay would kind of like what well, we thought would run away with it, then I would definitely give up on them this year. But not so fast. So let's talk about that. Um Carolina's not going anywhere. I don't think Atlanta's going anywhere. Those are teams that, you know, even if they play well, I don't know that they could beat most of the opposition. Everybody was looking at Tampa. And when Tampa was 2-2, and I said, okay, well, they've got Atlanta, they've got Pittsburgh, they got Carolina. I was saying, all right, they'll win all three of those. They'll be 5-2. and They'll be in control. That's not what's happened. Coach, I don't know that they have a gear that could just separate themselves from everybody. Brady looks uncomfortable on the field. He looks miserable off it. Their weapons are a little older. They're snake bit. Like yesterday, Brady hits Mike Evans dead on a fly. Should have been a 70-yard touchdown. He drops it. Like they're just doing self-destructive stuff that I don't know is going to get fixed. No, it doesn't seem like it. And, uh, yeah, tons of problems for that team. Starting, I think, last year with uh, Bruce Arians. Uh, I just it didn't seem right. And Brady retires and he comes back after Arians is gone and, uh, it's, it's a mess, I think, over there, and you know we don't have much room to talk because we got a big mess in our, <laughs> in our hands. But uh, yeah, that, that entire division, and hopefully the Saints can put just a couple of wins together and get a little confidence. Because I, I really, I still don't think that that's far away um, within this division. Before we let you go, I'm gonna bring it closer to home. Tarpon swim got district, uh, I believe today, and then you got volleyball. It's in the final stretch run before the postseason. Cross country kind of wrapping up too. Give us a rundown of some of the other sports on campus. How they're doing right now, man? Yeah, we got a uh, swim team, uh, districts today in Thibodeau. Our volleyball team is traveling to Riverside today, and I believe they have another game, uh, one or two more games this week before wrapping up. Uh, I think next Monday is when the uh, playoffs are going to be set for volleyball. Uh, Cross country is going to be wrapping up. Pretty soon they get into their district meet. And we got uh, a JV game. Uh, well, I'm thinking of it. Was, uh, we're supposed to play Ellinger uh, this Wednesday at South. That game is going to be canceled. They don't have uh, enough or whatever reason they can't play. So we're going to, uh, I think Coach Young picked up Hornville. Uh, JV freshman game is going to be one game at 7 o'clock. We'll play at Hornsville on Wednesday. And 
Also want to shout out uh, our coaches and our, our football team. Casey, you know that drive back uh, late night on Thursday? Yep. We had 100% of our football team came to school. Wow. And stayed the entire day. Other organizations had members come. They can either half a day or whatever. But our football team stayed the entire day. And I look, you're getting back at 2, 3 in the morning or whatever. You're back at school at 7. And you're in class and not falling asleep and stuff. So I just want to shout those guys out because uh, I think I was a huge part of our program with Coach Young and I was established and uh, I just wanted to, you know, shout them out and say it was. Uh, I'm glad to see that happen. Good stuff. Look, man, thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again. Well, look, tomorrow night for Golden Matter and LCO, bro. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Yep. Take care. That's Coach Brian Colley doing a great job as always. Let's catch a break when we get back out of this break. We're going to hand out some W's and some L's. I know everybody's super excited about the W's and the L's. Everybody loves the W's and the L's. We'll give them to you in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Pay for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEV. I want to thank Coach Brian Colley for his time in the last segment of the show. I've got some W's and some L's to hand out. I've got six on each side. My first weekend W, go to the LSU offensive and defensive lines. Y'all, if that game Saturday were a UFC fight, the officials would have called it with about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. LSU beat the hell out of Ole Miss at both lines of scrimmage. I know I talked about that earlier in the show. Don't mean to you know, go over that again. But Daniels goes for 121 rushing. Williams goes for 76 rushing. Armani Goodwin, 55 rushing. There were some holes you could drive 18-wheelers through on the offensive side. Then on the defensive side, they just did whatever they wanted to do. They were getting in, putting pressure on Jackson Dart. It was a slow start to the game. Judkins was getting going a little bit early in the game. Dart had a little time early in the game. But in the second half, they were in his face. They were stopping the run, and they were beating the snot out of Jackson Dart. Pounding Jackson Dart. Wearing Jackson Dart out. It's great. Look, Stan talks about this all the time. And I think it's evident. I think it's 100% accurate, 100% right. We talk often about, okay, where do you win football games? What do you have to do to be proficient and win football games consistently? You've got to be really good at the line of scrimmage. LSU was a little lacking at that in years past. They were not lacking at that on Saturday. They beat the tar out of Ole Miss, and it was great to see. Weekend L. Oh, I can't wait to hand this one out. Weekend L goes to my guy Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Texas A&M lost again on Saturday. Texas A&M, Team NIL, the team that was going to take the SEC by storm. They're 3-4 and four on the season. They're 1-3 and three in SEC play. I tried to tell everybody. I tried to tell everybody this was not going to work out. It was never going to work out. A. Jimbo Fisher's not as good at his job as people think that he is. Go back and see the end of his tenure in Florida State. He was under 500. He was wrecking that ship on the way out. And he gets to Texas A&M and oh it's 9 and 5 or 9 and 4, 8 and 5, 7 and 6. They'll be lucky to make a bowl. They'll be lucky to make a bowl. 
This is year five. This is year five. If you're not cooking with grease by your fifth year somewhere, when you're being paid an exorbitant amount of money, you're just not working out. They've got Ole Miss on Saturday. Guess what? They got a great shot to lose that game. Then Florida the week after that. That's no gimme nor guarantee. They might beat LSU in the finale, in which case some of their fans may be laughing at me. I don't care. LSU's in a much better spot, no matter who wins that game the last week of the season, than Texas A&M is. Because guess what? All these pretty little NIL guys and this number one recruiting class and blah, 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 as soon as you could buy them, they could be sold equally as fast. They're all going to transfer out. They're all going to be gone. Texas A&M is going to be left with a mess. With a mess. A weekend W goes to Bo Nix. Look, I've long said when Bo Nix was at Auburn, I didn't think he was worth a damn. He's playing his butt off at Oregon. He's got 17 touchdowns, three interceptions on the season. He was lights out good against UCLA on Saturday. Five touchdowns, 22 of 28 passing. Um, Got to give credit where it's due. He's, he moved on, went to a different situation, a new offense, and he's been incredible. He's actually now a low-key sleeper bet for the Heisman Trophy. He's got like the seventh best odds, whoever would have thunk it. A weekend L goes to Tom Brady. We talked about that a little earlier in the show. The Bucks just don't look interested, and it starts with the head of the snake. Tom Brady's just not playing well. He's not playing well. He's not willing to stand in the pocket long enough to potentially maybe get hit. So what are we seeing? We're seeing him check down, throw short. Oh, wide receiver, you go run. I'm going to throw it a one-yard pass. You go run for the first down. That don't work. Defenses could guard that. It's not working right now in Tampa, and it's not working because it doesn't look like the Tampa that we saw two years ago. Weekend W goes to Mike Gundy. We don't talk about Mike Gundy nationally as a college football recruiting, uh, not recruiting, as a college football um, populace. Mike Gundy's a really good football coach. Really good football coach. Just look at the work he's done. Last in 2020, the COVID year, they were eight and three. Last year, they were 12 and two. This year, they're six and one. They get a win over Texas. Mike Gundy's 155 and 70 at Oklahoma State. That's a clear cut number two job in their state. He's only had one losing season his entire time there. That was his first year, 2005. Every single other year, they've had a winning year, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times they've had 10 wins since he took over there. Mike Gundy, you deserve a little love, brother. He gets a weekend W for a big win against Texas. They're 6-1. and one. You probably didn't even realize they were that good. Every year, they quietly go about their business. Weekend L goes to the Philadelphia 76ers, my Philadelphia 76ers. They're 0-3, and I don't really know why. <laughs> they're just losing. James Harden's playing well. Joel Embiid's playing okay. Like They're just losing. I think this is short term. I think they'll turn it around. I think they'll turn it around beginning tonight. I think they'll beat Indiana tonight. But when you're 0-3 and you got that much talent, you get an L. Sorry. Sorry, James Harden, you get an L. You got to figure out how to win a damn basketball game. You're 0-3. Let's get one under our belts here tonight. Weekend W goes to Joe Burrow. Boy, there were people talking. And look, they were morons, but there were still people talking about how Joe Burrow had regressed. 
Those people obviously didn't watch the circumstances with which Burrow was playing under early in the season where he had about a nanosecond to throw before the entire offensive line collapsed at his feet and the entire defensive line was taking his head off. But the Bengals have gotten better up front, and as a result, their team has begun to soar. Yesterday, Burrow completed for nearly 500 yards. 481 yards against Atlanta, three touchdowns, no interceptions. For the season, he's got 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, second in the NFL in yards. Anybody who said this dude's regressing just simply doesn't understand football and doesn't know anything about the sport. Joe Burrow's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. If he had an elite offensive line, he would be the best quarterback in the game. The Bengals are 4-3, and three, and it's 100% based on the play of their franchise quarterback. Weekend L goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. I can't figure out the Chargers. And maybe it's as simple as they're just poorly coached, right? They got a coach who's all this analytical stuff, and they go far on fourth down every time. By the way, you know what? Scratch this. To hell with it. I'm not giving a weekend L to the Chargers. I'm not. I'm giving a weekend L to analytics. Because you know what? And this is going to get me real fired up, so bear with me. I watch football all day Saturday and Sunday. It pisses me off whenever coaches don't kick field goals. Oh, they got the, they got this sheet now. Oh, it, we're going to follow the sheet. If the sheet tells us to, to go for it on fourth down, we'll go for it on fourth down. If the sheet tells me to go for two, we're going to go for two. If the sheet tells me it's fourth and two at the 50-yard line, we're not going to punt. And if it says that we got to go for it, we're going to go for it. I must have choked on my Doritos a half dozen times this weekend at coaches making idiotic and stupid decisions of, oh, we're going to follow the analytics. We're going to go for it. We're not going to kick a field goal. We're going to go for it. And then it doesn't work, and it's splashed in your face like an egg yolk. Kick a damn field goal. Analytics, you get an L. I'm tired of that sheet every Saturday. It's a mess. Kick a field goal. Get the points. The first drive of the Mississippi State-Alabama game, Mississippi State goes down the field, gets to the 15-yard line. It's like fourth and four. It's not fourth and inches. It's fourth and four. Oh, we're following the sheet. The sheet led you to nothing. Nothing. You threw a pass, got destroyed, nothing. Then you got blown out. Yesterday, the Jaguars had opportunities to kick field goals, extend their lead against the Giants. Oh, brother, sheet says we got to go for it. You get nothing. It's okay to kick a field goal. Three points is better than zero. Analytics, you get an L. I'm tired of dealing with you every Saturday and Sunday. Kick a damn field goal. Punt the damn ball. It's okay. You don't have to go for it every single fourth down. If an analytics sheet told me to jump out of our studio right now, which is on the second story, I wouldn't do it. So stop following your damn sheet. It's leading you to getting fired, coaches. Do better. Weekend W goes to Brian Dable of the New York Giants. He's their head football coach. I don't know how the Giants are 6-1. I don't think they're any good at all. But fact remains the same. They keep winning. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in part because of the sheet. Uh, but they get a 23-17 win yesterday. They're one of the highest-seeded teams in the NFC. I think that house of cards is going to crumble. But until it does, kudos to them for getting a big win. Weekend L goes to the New York Yankees. The Yankees got swept by the Houston Astros. Swept. Got bounced out of the, the postseason. So now it sets the stage for a World Series of the Astros and the Phillies. Whew, don't have much of a rooting interest either way in that one. I guess I'll go be rooting for Houston just for the, the, the hometown folks who are rooting for the Astros. But I tell you, my buddy Brent St. Germain's a big Phillies fan. I'd like to see him happy. 
but the Yankees get an L, all that payroll, all that talent, and they come up short. Weekend W goes to Tulane. Tulane gets a big victory, defends their top 25 ranking. They beat Memphis. Um, I'll say this. They made me sweat a little bit, though, right? Like I put it on early in the game. They coincided with LSU. I didn't watch much of the game. They coincided with LSU. They're up 35 nothing. so I just like took it off. Like I just stopped following it. Okay, like they'll win 42-3, to stop following it. Put it back on in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden it's a close game. <laughs> so all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, maybe I should put this one back on the television every once in a while. But the Green Wave survived. They get a big 38-28 to win over Memphis. They're 7-1, and and they're still in the top 25. So kudos to Coach Willie Fritz and his crew. I'm getting a big win. Last L. I got an L to hand out to the Los Angeles Lakers. Look, we knew going in that the Lakers were going to be a wreck. We talked about that. It's even worse than we ever could have imagined. The Lakers are 0-3. And yesterday, in just yesterday's game alone, we saw LeBron James shoot an early shot clock three-pointer from half court, which he airballed. We saw Anthony Davis shoot a corner three where the defender guarding Anthony Davis looked at him, laughed, and said, shoot it, I'm not going out there, I'm staying in for the rebound. The shot hit the side of the backboard, and we saw with the Lakers leading by one point and 30 seconds left, Russell Westbrook shoot a 17-foot jump shot. Instead of running the clock out, he tried to get a two-for-one when having the lead late in the game, shot the lowest percentage shot you could possibly shoot and ended up costing the team the game. That's all in the same game. The Lakers are a train wreck of epic proportions. They're shooting three-pointers as a team like at a 20% clip. Yesterday, they were 6 of 33. They are one of the worst teams in the entire NBA. Look, I just talked about the 76ers who are 0-3. I think they're fixable. I think they're playing pretty well. They just lost to Boston, lost to the Bucks, and then they gave one away against the Spurs. They should have had that one. They're losing fairly close to really good competition. The Lakers just suck. The Lakers just suck. There's no redeeming quality there. They don't do anything well. They don't guard. They're pretty good in the paint, I guess. But they've got a lot of guys who are at risk to get injured. They don't shoot the three ball. The Lakers are a mess. And that's where we wrap up our W's and L's by saying that definitively. The Lakers are a mess. When we get back, I'll give you some betting picks. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an 8th grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. 
When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. One more segment to go of play-by-play. Play. That means it's time to give you guys some betting picks, some things that I'm expecting to see happen in the world of sports tonight. We'll start with Monday Night Football. Um, I'm going under 39.5 in the Patriots and the Bears. I don't think either team's going to be able to score in the other. The Bears' offense is terrible. The Patriots' defense is pretty good. The Patriots' offense is just okay. And the, uh, the Bears are in a situation where... Uh, you know, their defense is pretty good, but I don't know how extensively they'll be able to lock down New England. So I think New England's going to win. I think it'll be an ugly game. Give me 21 to 14 type game where I think the Patriots are going to get a win, but that's under 39 and a half. Mac Jones is going to be back in the lineup um, today uh, for New England. I don't like any of his props, but I'm just letting you know he'll be back in the lineup. I like under 160 and a half yards for Justin Fields for all the same reasons that I said a minute ago. I don't think the Bears will be able to move the ball at all. New England has a really good defense. They uh, are very proficient at taking away the things that you like to do. So the short passing game and the design quarterback runs and all those things that the Bears like doing, New England's going to take all that stuff away. So I like under 160 for Justin Fields. He's really kind of struggled this season. The last one that I like today, I'm going to give you two more. I like the Miami Heat. To win today, minus three over the Toronto Raptors over in the NBA. The Heater at home. I think that they'll be hungry to get one. And then I also like um, an over. Over 233.5 for the Rockets and the Jazz. The Jazz played in New Orleans yesterday. I think they'll have a little heavy legs. And sometimes the misconception is maybe that a team with heavy legs won't score. 
But I think it's actually the opposite. I think a team with heavy legs in the NBA doesn't guard. So I think the Jazz will be fine. I think they'll score. I think Houston will just be more likely to score, more apt to score. So I looked at a game in the 120s there between the Jazz and the Rockets. That's it for me. Thanks for Coach Brian Colley. Uh, thanks to Coach Brian Colley for his time tomorrow. We'll try to get some middle school talk pretty heavy as we got LCO in Golden Meadow. And uh, we'll also try to get Stan Gravois as well. You've been listening to Play by Play. I'm going to thank our sponsors one more time, then we'll get out of here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power's our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Y'all have a wonderful day. I mean that sincerely. Have a wonderful day today. Y'all take care. I'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play. Terrible General Tuesday coming up tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.